Isaiah 66, the prophet is telling what will happen when the new Messiah comes. This is also the first text that Jesus reads publicly. The Spirit of the Lord, God, is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and release to the prisoner. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To provide for those who mourn in Zion. To give them a garland instead of ashes. The oil of gladness instead of mourning. The mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called the oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. To display his glory. They shall bind up ancient ruins and raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice, hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exalt my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. The bridegroom decks himself with garland as the bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all nations. And then here we are in John 1. No, John doesn't really have a birth narrative. John has a story that he tells about in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And then that narrative is interrupted with this. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light. But he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And he said, I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said. 
Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. And they asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor the prophet? And John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. And I am not unworthy to untie the thong of his sandals. This took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, I don't know if you noticed last week my near disgust with John the Baptist. But in this Advent season, in this reading of the story of Jesus' birth, John is popping up all over the place, and I'm annoyed by it. Because he's the prequel. I mean, get to Jesus, will you? I want to hear about Jesus. And I'm hearing about John. You know, some of us are watching The Chosen. And in The Chosen, they call him Creepy John. He's creepy because he was a wild man. He... You know, when you see him in the movies, he never brushes his teeth. He never combs his hair. He's eating bugs. I brought some bugs for you today. I found them in three different flavors. Bacon and cheddar. Original. And salt and vinegar. If anybody wants to try some bugs after church... I'm told by Ella that makes you an insectivore. There they are, crickets. I'm thinking maybe we could start a little concession stand out there, sell some popcorn and some soda and crickets. See if it takes off. Creepy John doesn't, it, creepy John isn't Jesus. I mean, clearly, he says, I'm not the Messiah, I'm not Elijah, I'm not a prophet. Well, who, and then he can keep asking, the an investiga- investigatory committee from the temple has come to see him, you know, and they say, well, who are you? We got to know, because people have sent us to figure out what you're doing out here. I'm telling you to make straight your ways. I'm telling you to get your act together. I'm telling you the Messiah is here and you need to pay attention. So you're not Jesus, you're not the Messiah, you're not you're not a prophet, you're not Elijah. No, I'm the one making the path straight. For the Messiah to come. Okay, what does that mean? What do we need to do to prepare for the Messiah's coming? 
What will the Messiah bring to us that we have not had before? Isaiah clues us in. The Messiah is an anointed one. Messiah literally means anointed one, right? So he, he has come to bring good news to the oppressed. To bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and comfort all who mourn. That's quite a, quite a task. Now, you read in here, and it doesn't say anything about he's come to crush the Roman oppression through his great military might. But that's what some of them thought the Messiah would be. And John is saying, no. If you're oppressed, he'll break your chains, but not in the way that you think. You have to prepare your mind... For something different than what you expect. Kids at Christmas expect certain things. Chaz's son Ben, many of you have met. He's the one that got dunked up here, if you don't know. Cute little six-year-old. He wrote his Christmas list. Chaz sent me a picture of it. And on the top in big six-year-old script is the letters D-O-G. Second thing on the list is a bike, and we got him a bike. But we're going to go look for a dog. But you know, sometimes things surprise you. You He may not get the dog he wants. He may not even get a dog. Because you've got to find the right dog for the right people. That's the way it works. Jews were looking for a Messiah that would be somebody totally different than the Messiah who arrived. And that is crazy to me because they had been told through prophecy time and time again what to look for. The, 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 the Isaiah text is phenomenal. Look at what it says. You're going to get a garland instead of ashes. You're going to get oil of gladness instead of mourning. Mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. Your world is going to change when the Messiah comes. But you've got to change your mindset to get there. It gets really pushy here at the end. And I don't know if you know, do strangers shall stand and feed your flock? Foreigners shall till your land and dress your vines? But you will enjoy the wealth of nations. In their riches, you shall glory. Isn't that wonderful? The Messiah is bringing us all of that. And yet the people of his time missed it. 
the investigatory committee comes to John and says, what the heck are you doing and who are you? You're not like anything we've ever seen before, you freaking bug-eating crazy person. And yet, he's the one that points the way to the Messiah. Change your attitude. Change your mind. Change the way that you look at things. Christmas is a way to find a new way of being. Advent lets us prepare our hearts anew for something we may never have expected. You think you know this routine. Yeah, Christ comes on Christmas. We sing some carols. On Epiphany, we light the way into the world and everything goes back to normal. But if we really pay attention to John the Baptist, he says, no, no, no. You've got to change your ways. You've got to rethink what you're seeing. You've got to understand that what's coming will change the world. Sight to the blind, release to the captives. So many great things. What are you missing this Advent? Where are the places that you've blocked off the message and the meaning and the spirit of Jesus? Jesus comes to us every Christmas and says, I'm doing a new thing. Don't you want to join in? And so often we miss it. Because we just want to stay in the same place. We just want to be like we've always been. We just want to not not take that step that John asks us to take and make straight the paths. And I don't know for you what those things are that might be in your way. Finding beauty in ashes. But you know what they are. Hear the word of John the Baptist. Make straight the paths of the Lord. Change your ways and embrace that God is doing a new thing. A glorious thing. Bringing in a kingdom that will reign forever. A kingdom of peace and justice and joy for all to see. Thanks be to God. Amen.